I'm Dan Joseph. You're listening to the Dan Joseph's America podcast. The New Hampshire primaries were last night. Donald Trump won handily. He won by 11 points, it looks like. And that should be enough to put the nomination away. I actually expect Nikki Haley to drop out within the next few days. I don't think she wants to lose her home state. I certainly wouldn't. But she would if she decided to stick it out. If she couldn't do better in a state that's full of moderates like New Hampshire and independents who can cross over and vote in the Republican primary, if she couldn't do better there, she's not going to be competitive in a southern state full of very conservative primary voters, even if it's a state where she was governor. So it's over. And MAGA has once again emerged victorious from a primary. MAGA. And the MAGA movement is an entity that's not fully understood by a lot of people. We we always hear Joe Biden talk about uh, MAGA extremists. For the Democrats, MAGA has sort of come to be this catch-all term for any Republican. It doesn't matter how moderate you are. It doesn't matter how much you dislike Trump. The Democrats will call you MAGA anyway because their focus groups are telling them that most voters have a negative connotation of that term. But there's more to MAGA than just Trump. In fact, the phrase make America great again was first used by Ronald Reagan in his 1980 campaign. And it spoke to this sense in the early 80s during the Carter years that there was something fundamentally wrong with the country in its current state. And at the time, there was high inflation. Energy prices were really high. We were getting pushed around by Iran and the Soviet Union, people were very pessimistic about things. And then Reagan, who was an optimist, comes along and says, it's all going to be okay. And then America went on to have this huge economic boom. We destroyed the USSR. So America went from a time where it felt bad about things to an era where we felt really good about being Americans. That lasted for about 20 years. Now, Trump's MAGA is a bit different, and I'll get into that in a minute. But the similarity is that just like in 1980, we're not happy with the direction the country is going, and we haven't been for some time. If you look at the polling where they ask whether or not people think we're headed in the right direction or the wrong direction as a country, about 30% of Americans think we're headed in the right direction. And another you know, 60 to 70% think we're not. And that's not new. That has been the case since about 2004. That's when the poll sort of switches. And what was going on in 2004? The Iraq War. That war was a moral blow for the United States. It made a lot of people really angry. And to this day, you will find that a lot of conservatives who supported the war and supported going into Iraq, are just as mad about it now as the left was back in the 2000s. And we didn't lose in Iraq. We actually ended up killing a lot of terrorists, liberated the country from a madman, but because we had more casualties than America was used to, and because we didn't find WMDs, the perception was that we lost, and that it was a failure, and that was demoralizing to people. Then, of course, you had the financial crisis. That event... And the response to that event helped destroy trust in one of America's most fundamental institutions, right? The, the, the banks. And it upset other people when we bailed out the banks, including those folks who would become known as the Tea Party, who we, they are now 
MAGA. That said, the people who were the real Tea Party supporters are now the true MAGA people. But again, it, this whole thing, it just added to the pessimism about America. And then you had Obama came along. And, and for a bit, like for like a couple months, Americans were hopeful again because he was a new shiny object for a bit. Hope and change, right? But the problem was that Obama turned out to be just a normal politician. And he inflamed the right. Uh, even more with the jamming through of Obamacare. He was very condescending towards red America. So we didn't heal from Iraq and we didn't heal from the financial crisis the way we should have. And that's when the partisan rancor started getting out of control. And we, we got Trump and now here we are. But the sense among many people is that America's best days are behind us that America is on the wrong course. So make America great again started as a way of saying something's wrong here. And if we want good times to come again, we need to change the trajectory of the country. Because if you look back, no matter how much you like Obama, the Obama years were a time of pessimism, really, because the economy was sluggish the whole way through. So make America great again came from a place of economic pessimism. Same place that it's happening, it's coming from now. Because when the economy is good, Americans are happy. We're happy. We're satisfied with the direction of the country unless there's a war or something. But when it's bad, we're miserable. But it also, the, the, the Make America Great Again movement and the Tea Party for that, for that case, it was also a response to perceived mistakes that it was believed the political class and the elites had made. Iraq, right? That was seen as a huge mistake. The financial crisis where there were all of these loans that defaulted because the government set policy that they thought would make it easier for the poor to afford homes. Now, was America not great during the Obama years? I, no, no. I still think we're, we're still a great country. We weathered the storm of the financial crisis. Our, our politicians probably saved us, actually, by passing the bank bailout despite strong opposition. I think, I think George Bush can be seen as a hero for leading that effort. But the sense was that politicians were screwing everything up and that they'd been wrong about everything. And we need to go back to a time when we were optimistic and happy. Make America great again. But when Trump used the phrase... It wasn't in an optimistic sense. He wasn't the Reagan-style happy warrior. He's out there saying the country is about to die. And Reagan was not that pessimistic. He was just like, you know, things have been bad. We had Watergate. We had Vietnam. We have inflation. But we need to be confident in America's ability to bounce back and that things are going to be okay. Trump is the opposite. He's like, things are going to be terrible if anyone besides me is elected. And I'm the only one who's not going to get us into wars, and if my opponents win, we'll have economic catastrophe, and America's on the precipice of collapse. Now, is this true? No. The reality is every president is faced with a contingent that thinks the republic is coming to an end. The Republicans said that with Obama, Democrats said that with Bush, now they're saying it with Biden. What do they say? Every election season, somebody comes out and says, the, the pundits come out and say, this is the most important election of our lifetimes. Every single election. It's laughable from both sides. But, but it's not. It's not the most important election of our lifetime because we don't have the huge existential problems that the politicians are telling us we have. We, we have problems, yes. 
are we on the verge of collapse? No. We're, we're still the world's preeminent superpower. Our standard of living remains high. Prices are hurting a lot of people right now. It's expensive to live in this country at the moment, but like every other problem we've ever faced, that will pass, and it will have most likely nothing to do with who's in the White House. But the, but MAGA and the MAGA movement, it's about more than actually making America great or making America prosperous. Yes, they believe that Trump's policies will somehow lead us back to the economy that we had in the 80s and the 90s. And that the flow of immigrants will magically stop and there will be no more wars. That is if Trump can even pass any policies as an unpopular lame duck if he wins. But MAGA, see, MAGA really isn't about America per se. It's about Trump himself. We know this. To the MAGA people, Trump isn't just here to save America. He is America. And anything opposed to him is anti-American and therefore bad. If you like him, you're a patriot. If you don't, you must want America to collapse. So instead of having this issue-oriented national conversation about our problems, MAGA has just oversimplified it into being a singular choice between whether you're with Trump or not. Whereas Reagan had his 80% rule, where he said the person who agrees with you 80% of the time is a friend and an ally, not a 20% traitor. Well, now, unless you're with Trump 100% of the time, you are a traitor to America. And you don't want what's best for the country. That's the mindset. I'm not saying this is exclusive to MAGA. But MAGA is big and powerful and in many ways has wrested control of the American political system away from those who favor a more nuanced approach to politics. Populist movements tend to do that. And yeah, look, I'll say this. In many ways, things were better when Trump was sitting in the White House. There's no doubt about that. And I thought his tax cuts were great. They led to some economic growth, which we hadn't seen in a while. Give him credit for that. But MAGA has made it so Trump is responsible for everything good and not responsible for anything negative that may happen. And I think a lot of that is, is, has to do with how we view the presidency as an all-powerful actor with complete control over the economy. Which, is, which isn't true, but it's it's easier to think of complicated policy ideas and economic results in terms of one all-powerful being, if you will. So what are the Democrats going to do with this? Uh, they look like they're going to use MAGA and the MAGA label to vilify Trump, yes, but not just Trump, but also his supporters. Because up until Trump, usually a candidate's supporters were off limits, right? Politicians didn't attack the supporters of a candidate because they wanted to get their vote too. But MAGA seems so entrenched. They seem so dedicated to Trump that their votes are unavailable. So, so shaming them and calling them crazy and stupid doesn't have any political consequences. And that's what Biden is going to do. When you hear Biden talk about MAGA, the MAGA agenda, he's not, he's not just talking about Trump. He's talking about the people who support him, the, the red hat people, because he knows that a sizable number of Americans look at the loyalty to Trump and they see it as irrational behavior. And then they see Trump supporters going crazy on January 6th and believing all the stolen election stuff. And they say, I don't I don't want to be like them. I, I don't want those people to have control of the government. 
And I think it's going to be, I, I, I really do. I, I, I'm not trying to make any predictions because I learned my lesson in 2016, but I think it's going to be a big turnoff. I think MAGA is going to turn into a big turnoff in November. I think you're going to see an effort to vilify MAGA people like you wouldn't believe, as Trump would say. But it's important to know we're going to find a way out, right? This, this election is unpredictable, mostly because of how the economy is right now. People don't think America is great at the moment. A lot of people don't. But unfortunately for MAGA, uh, make America first again isn't just a sentiment. It's an indicator of belonging to a particular political tribe. One that puts America first while everyone else puts America last. Again, it's not that simple. But MAGA has destroyed a lot of political careers. It's not just Trump. It's his supporters, too. They are angry. They are ruthless. And they will go after anyone who is disloyal and try to destroy them. And sadly, that has changed the way conservatives approach politics. There's this element of fear that is so powerful that it prevents the GOP from getting anything done. You see this with Trump. You see this with the Freedom Caucus. Don't disagree with them. Or you're going to get labeled a rhino. You'll never be able to move up in the party. And Trump will call you names. We all want America to be great. I would argue that America has been great long before Trump showed up on the scene and after he left the White House and will be great after uh, this election is over, whether he wins or not. But if the whole Trump thing continues to go the way it's going, there are going to be a lot of people out there who just lose faith in the system and who also lose faith in their fellow Americans' ability to make reasonable, rational choices. I'm Dan Joseph. You've been listening to the Dan Joseph's America podcast. Please head over to YouTube and subscribe to my page at DanJoseph78. New video coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow it's on Big Pharma, pharmaceutical companies. Why do so many people hate them? I'll explain. I'll see you then.